0: Assalamu alaikum. Today is uh, Tuesday, the third of May. 2022 in and in our series reflections on the holy quran this is broadcast number 307 and before we go any further i want to wish all our brothers and sisters a very happy eid and pray that god Accepts all our devotions and prayers and fasting that we carried out during the month of Ramadan, and also that uh, the lessons that we have learned during Ramadan we may carry them through to next Ramadan. In this uh, broadcast, we will continue looking at uh, words of uh, chapter 2, verse 99 of the Holy Quran and uh, today we look at the words wama and uh, Yakfuru and Biha and Alfasik and that will complete our <coughs> discussion of this verse of the Holy Qur'an. Just to, to remind you that uh, these broadcasts are brought to you by the Lahore M.G. movement and uh, our founder, Hazrat Mirza Gula ahmed taught that the Holy Prophet was the last prophet, because the Quran says he is hathunabiin, and he, the Holy Prophet, explained its meaning by saying la nabiyabadi. Others bring another. Ahmed said that in accordance with the Hadiths he was a mujaddid, a reformer and he said that uh, he is the person that the Holy Prophet referred to as the Messiah and Mahdi in many of the sayings of the Holy Prophet. He further taught that uh, although people say some prophetic revelation is missing from the Holy Quran This cannot be possible because God says that He has revealed the Holy Qur'an and He is a guardian over it. So nothing can be missing from the Holy Qur'an or something that is in the Holy Qur'an cannot be cancelled, abrogated. He stressed that every reciter of the kalimah is a Muslim. Because the Holy Prophet, when returning from fighting, said that Muslims are returning. Oh, sorry, because the Holy Prophet said, I was about to recite the wrong Hadith. Because the Holy Prophet said that uh, if one reciter of the kalima says to another reciter of the Kalimah that you are a heretic, you are a kafir, then this decree falls upon the person who uttered it. And that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But many Muslims define jihad to be some kind of a war where you kill those who don't embrace Islam. The Holy Prophet, when returning from fighting, said Muslims were returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad, and then went on to explain that the major jihad is jihad with nafs, and that is struggling to control your own vain desires and greed and etc. This is the Holy Prophet's definition of jihad, and we should bow our heads the Holy Prophets commands let us turn to today's topic which as I said is uh, chapter 2 of the Holy Quran verse 99 (laughs) Billahi بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم Anzalna أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ آَيَاتٍ مَا بِهَا إِلَّا And we indeed have revealed to you clear messages and no one disbelieves in them except those who exceed the bounds, the transgressors. So let us have a look. I seem to have lost my notes. Ah, here we are. Okay. The first word we are uh, going to look at is Wama. This is a combination of uh, two segments va and ma Va mean meaning and this basically continues what it's saying is what was just said we continue with that <clears throat> um so it's very simple um, the next word we are going to look at is yakfur and uh, um, its triliteral root is <coughs> kaf, fa and ra. And um, it occurs in the Holy Qur'an. Sorry, the words made based on this root, there are 14 of them and uh, they appear in the Holy Qur'an 525 times. So, um, 289 times it occurs as Kafara. 129 times as Kafirun and 37 times as Kufr and 27 times as Kafir and 14 times as Kafara and uh, 12 times as Kafur. And we have already seen many times that uh, um, it generally its basic meaning is to hide. But uh, you can take it further and you can say that uh, uh, by hiding You can mean to deny, you can mean um, to clear, you know, it's like the old canvas that painters used to use when canvas was very expensive and uh, they would uh, um, um, paint something and then if they wanted something else, they will cover it and then paint over the top. And if we look at the Holy Qur'an, we can, for example, say, you see that in chapter 29, verse 25, Thum qiyamati And then on that day, you will deny each other's or each other's friendship. See, here you can say hide, but you're hiding that friendship by denying it. So you can here translate it as denial. But as I said, generally we always take this uh, to mean something bad because, you know, we talk about kufr and uh, Uh, Kafirs and denoids and so on. But uh, if you look at Al-Kaffaratu Kafaratu, is something that hides, that covers up a wrongdoing. For example, we just passed through month of Ramadan and uh, uh, you know if for some reason you couldn't fast one day, you didn't wake up in time or whatever. Now the Holy Quran gives instructions on what you should do. Chapter 5 verse 89. Then you food ten poor people. What does that do? See, look at the word. فَكَفَّارَتُهُ It covers up, it hides, it does away with the fact that you missed that fast. It also gives you the real meaning of fasting, which is that you develop, you develop in yourself sympathy for those who are in need but then holy quran also says in chapter 5 verse 65 walau anna ahlul kitab bi amanu wa taqul aqfarna anhum sayyiatihim and if people of the book had believed and uh, they had acted piously or righteously, then I would have covered up their sins. <clears throat> I would have hidden them. I would have covered them up. So here you would say that God would have forgiven their sins in the same way <coughs> in chapter 4 uh, chapter 4 uh, uh, verse 31 it says Ankun ankum sayyatikum and we'll forgive your minor discretion, indiscretions. But the word used is nukafiru used is, We'll hide them. Or in many other places. Wa innal hasanati chapter 11 verse 140 114 there's no doubt that good deeds cover up sins and then there's discussion about uh, which deed can cover up what deed and so on but that that's a you know people like to argue and uh, how big uh, good deed should be to cover up uh, a bad deed and this kind of thing but our point is that uh, uh, to show that uh, um, the word is not necessarily a term of abuse. And there are many applications of it and some of its applications are good so if you do a good deed and that hides your bad deeds that's a good thing it's not a bad thing and uh, hiding in the sense of not believing is that you know truth has come And these these people hide the truth by saying to others, you know, as Kufar did, that, you know, um, this is not correct, you know, it's all fabrication and everything else. So, the next is Bihar. And uh, B is, when you add that in front of something, that means with whatever follows. We have Bismillah, with the name of Allah. Biha, that's with Him. Next word is simple, Illa, that means That means except, showing an exception, not accept, except, and then we have a farcicon, and its root is far Kaf and words made from that. There are four words which are which we find in the holy quran made from these this root and in total they occur words based on this root occur in the holy quran 54 times 37 times as fasik and 10 times as fasaka and uh, When we look at the meaning of this word, it is that someone who is disobedient, who, in fact its literal meaning is someone who goes out of, uh, actually let's go back, Originally, the word didn't apply to human beings. As you know that if you have a date, the fruit date, then you have a pulp and that is covered by a skin. And the date, the skin allows the pulp to ripen and get to the right texture for for uh, taste and so on. But if somehow that skin splits, then the pulp begins to ooze out of it before it has ripened. And then it is not perfect. That's the original meaning. So, the idea was that Islam provided guidance and a set of rules which if you followed would perfect your faith, would perfect your character, etc. But it may be that you start following Islam and then for some reason you stop doing it or doing a part of what Islam says. And then that will mean that having started, you have now forsaken, you have now disobeyed some divine commandment. So you would become a faucet. Fasaka an amri rabbihi, Chapter eighteen, verse fifteen. And he exceeded, he went beyond the commandments of Rabbi, his Rub, his Lord. Chapter seventeen, verse sixteen. Fasaku fiha and they are disobedient. So obviously you have gone beyond the limits, so you become disobedient. So but unfortunately, I, as I said about, uh, about the word uh, uh, kafir the same thing applies here You know, kafir is is, is not actually a term of abuse. All it means is that uh, this person has certain characteristics. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. But we have made it into a term of abuse. That no, 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 you know. And, you know, we look at uh, people that we call Gaffers or Farsics, you know, with, with, with such hatred. As if, you know, there was personal enmity um, between us. I mean if you go back to Kafir, it simply means they are not members of a particular group. We've got elections coming up, we have conservatives and we have labor. If someone comes and they say I am A member of the Conservative Party and not Labour Party? Is that abusing the other party? No, it's not. And he then goes on to say, well, if you vote for them, then remember, taxes will go up and this will happen and that will happen. He simply tells you the consequences of following a particular path, a particular political party. The Labour guy comes. And he says, I'm labor, I'm not conservative. Is he insulting conservatives? No, he's not. All he's doing is he's making a statement which shows which group he belongs to. That is all. There's nothing more than, than that. And then he goes on to say, well, if you join us, these are the advantages. If you join the conservatives, well, they don't care about the poor and you know, they always support the rich and all this kind of thing. The Holy Quran does exactly the same thing. These are the people who've chosen to follow this manifesto called the Holy Quran. And the advantages of following it are these. These are the people who, those are the people who've chosen not to follow this manifesto and the disadvantages of not following it are these, but we go to extremes and make them into God knows what uh, and, and uh, so on. And to get back to uh, Farsi, an important thing to remember is this. The Holy Quran in Surah Baqarah, I think, verse 26-27, says that farsakin, transgressors, are those who, having entered into a firm covenant with Allah, then they break that covenant. And rather than establish the relationship that they've been commanded to, they tear it up. Now what is this relationship that uh, these people are commanded to establish? This relationship is between humanity, between human beings. Islam has come to establish Brotherhood between human beings. Brotherhood and sisterhood between human beings. And it is saying that they are dividing up humanity. And we see this unfortunately happening a lot in countries where people claim to follow Islam. And uh, uh, you know in some countries where there are arranged marriages when people set out the first thing is what is the caste of the boy and what is the caste of the girl? Are you Sheikh? Are you Chaudhary? Are you Sayyid? Are you this? Are you that? If you are sheikh, then within that caste, there are sub-castes. If you are Chaudhary, within that caste, there are sub-castes. And then what is your religion? And then what is your sect? And then what is your subset? And then what country are you from? then what province are you from we take the example of uh, Pakistan you know are you a Balochi? are you a Punjabi so you know you have to be Punjabi maybe even from a particular part of Punjab you, it's not enough to be Muslim but you have to be Sunni or then within Sunni you have to be Diobandi or Brailvi or whatever you are. This is transgressing Allah's rules and Allah's laws. You're going beyond the limit, exceeding the limit. God just says those who believe and those who don't. Of course there are differences of opinions. This is why you have conservative party and, and the Labour party. But that doesn't mean to say that conservatives should say labor are traitors, they're stooges of communism. And labor should say conservatives are stooges of Americans and uh, uh, you know, all this kind of thing. This is what leads to hatred and enmity, etc. You know, these are simply two different groups. And why are they two different groups? Because each has a basic ethos that others support. That is all. There's nothing more than that. Okay, with that, and the prayer that uh, whoever you are, wherever you may be, may Allah keep the whole of humanity safe and sound and free from harm assalamu alaikum khuda hafiz and goodbye